Hi, everybody. Oh, well, hi. (laughs) I almost did the Crooked News intro. Uh, You're listening to Talk Crooked, (laughs) the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And today I um, am having a shot of... What is this? Fireball. Fireball. Yeah, totally <laughs> lost it for a minute there. Uh, woke up all snotty <laughs> because allergies are fun, so I'm having fireball. Um, but you yeah. guys can take a shot of tequila or just whatever you want. Um, I'm going to pop this cough drop in my mouth. <laughs> all right. So, so ready? One, <laughs> <laughs> two, three, go. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> you okay? Mm-hmm. Did it clear you out? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure did. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have Ooh. a whiskey ginger right now. Oh, we'll have some together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so Someday. good. <laughs> Um, nice. Yeah. And I've got my red Moscato, a... finally. Nice. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I have a full Darth Vader cup full of water. Nice. It's filtered. Look out. <laughs> um, and I've got a delicious honey lemon menthol cough drop in my mouth. Nice. I've got everything is irritated about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a couple of um, almost empty bottles of water. Um, <laughs> so oh. I'm going to pour them together and I'll have one almost empty <laughs> bottle of water. <laughs> so I do have water. <clears throat> there we go. Look out. Yeah. So when this airs, I will be very close to giving birth. <laughs> probably in a lot more pain and much more uncomfortable than mm. I am now, which is hard to imagine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It is. Yeah, so oh. we are recording every day this week, pretty much. Maybe we might take a couple of days off. Um, just kind of depends. Well, but it depends, because we have... Um, my parents are supposed to be coming in now, or might be coming in this week now, to mm-hmm. help Josh and I get the house fully ready for the baby. Yeah. So, we'll see. But we are, of course, still in our marathon of recording ahead. So, for us, it's still July. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's also terrible, because it's a million degrees. That it is. <sighs> Oh, God. And it's about to be ragweed season, so my sinuses are very upset. Oh, that makes sense. That's what I'm allergic to. <coughs> yeah, I'm allergic to it, too. And Kentucky is full of it. Mm-hmm. We live in the wrong state, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I Every time my allergies get bad, I look at my mom and I'm like, why do we live in a state that hates me? <laughs> why did we do that? <laughs> why did we do this to each other? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, goodness gracious. Uh. Yeah. It is pretty, though. I love it here. That's why we, that's why I live here. Mm-hmm. But still. Ugh. I don't know goodness. if it's worth this. <laughs> My allergies get so <laughs> bad every year. <laughs> Mine do, too. It's really, really bad. But I feel like I'm on, knock on wood, on the tail end of it. Good. So, <clears throat> if my voice sounds a little mannish and nasally, mm-hmm. that is why. <laughs> Mine is just starting, so y'all will get to hear that, and it'll be lovely. It's always bad in the mm-hmm. fall. It's it's a great time. Um, I have my dog in here with me, you guys, because it's currently about to start storming a little bit and we just had our first little clap of thunder and he looked at me with these big big eyes so i might have to stop and tell him that it's okay just so everyone knows (laughs) my poor baby he's also got stitches on his side and on his butt because he had to get some some places removed no but they are not cancerous we got the we got the the good news from the vet a couple days ago, so good. it's okay. There were just little spots. Good. Little dermatitis spots or whatever. So, good. we're good to go, but that means he can't be unsupervised during this. Yeah. Because he might try to crawl under something and then rip his stitches, and that would be really bad. Ooh. So Yeah. No. Yeah. So, he's in here with Mama, because Daddy is off buying wood and other things from Rural King, and... Oh, 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 hello, baby. Hi. Now he is on top of me. So, <laughs> uh, it's okay, sweetie. So, Snow is looking a little bit better. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not, but she has mites, which was really fun to find out. Um, but now mm-hmm. I know what to look for. Snow is your guinea pig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Snow is one of my guinea pigs. Um, I have two, and they are a handful. Um, but I love them very dearly, which is why I've spent so much money on the vet in the past month. <laughs> trying to figure out what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Um, yes, because um, they're poor skin. Yeah. So, um, but she's looking better. I've, I've got four, well, after this week, three more weeks where I'm having to, like, clean everything with bleach and give them both their antibiotic and it's... Yeah. Um, and if Skin you've ever stuff is hard. Yeah. And if you've ever tried to give a guinea pig an antibiotic, um, it's not not easy. You have to shove the syringe down their throat to make sure that they eat it. And Aww. oh, they hate it. They hate it so much. Poor babies. Yeah. And I hate it too. I just want to hold my baby, and I can't. Because apparently I yeah. can get it and get a bad rash and give it to other people, which oh, I don't want to do. Oh, gosh. So, I can't even hold her and tell her it's okay. Oh, no. So, That's I just so have to sad. leave her in her cage while she's glaring at me after I've just shoved a syringe down her throat. And, I mean, I can't blame her. I would glare at me, too. No, I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> But she'll get over it. She'll be fine. She'll thank me when she feels better. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, shall we 
Shall we begin? Yes. <laughs> uh, and I just want to say, uh, well, let's go ahead and introduce the topic, and then I've got a quick note. Um, okay. Here at the top. So. All right. So this week, once again. And probably for the three. final time. Yes. Hopefully for the final time. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, somebody's crawling behind me. Oh, no. Okay. Good boy. <laughs> I thought mama's pillow is always the safest place for some reason, whether mama's on it or not. <laughs> so, yes. But he picked daddy's pillow this time. Oh. I thought he was going behind me. So we're good. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, <clears throat> this week we are talking about abortion. abortion. Again. Again. Um, so <laughs> this is the much awaited final part to episode 10. Um, so if you are listening backwards, go listen to episode 10 first. Um, yes. Because we are finishing up the Kermit Gosnell case today. Um, and in episode 10, I told you all all the gory facts that you need to know before making any judgments. Um, it is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is the worst. I the ha- episode is not terrible. The episode was great. Yeah. The <laughs> the details are not. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I went back and listened to it yesterday while I was doing my notes for this. Um, just to remind myself of what I wanted to talk about when we came back right. to this. Because it's been over a year now. Um but it was a very, it's a very heavy case, so we definitely wanted to graphic. split it up. Yeah. Um, so I just want to warn everyone now, it is very graphic. We're not getting as graphic as the first one was, but it's it's still graphic because it was horrific. Um, so just a fair warning, uh, if you don't think that you can stomach that, can't say I blame you, um, but just listen at your yeah. own discretion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, just in case anyone was, you know, wondering, we are both of, of on the pro in the pro choice camp. Yeah. Um, if that offends you, um, you can skip this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, but I would encourage you to not because it's important when you're making an opinion to hear all sides. So. Yeah. Um. You don't have to agree, but we don't have to, and we don't have to be mean to each other, but <laughs> it is important to make sure that we're all informed. So, yeah. um, anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and dive in. Um, I basically have, this will not be as fun as my section on episode 10, <laughs> which is still my favorite, one of my favorites that I've ever done. We're, we won't be, unfortunately, we won't be talking about, you know, Vaginal fumigating our vagina. Yes, <laughs> va- v- fumigating our vaginas with with boiled onions um but um <laughs> but no, um, i did want to go ahead no i i did want to go ahead and touch on some issues that are happening happening currently in light of the pandemic that are with regards you know with regards to uh this exact with this issue yeah um so i found two new york times articles i'm gonna keep it quick because kay's got a lot to get through so um but i thought it was really important for us to talk about this and see what's actually going on because there's some shit happening y'all yeah um, it's there sickening. are some s- disgusting politicians who are using using this pandemic as a way to divert attention so that they can restrict reproductive reproductive rights and it's not cool 
and women are suffering for it. So um, I think it's important that we talk about it and give it attention because COVID is taking all of the attention right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully that's changed at the end of August. I don't know. (laughs) Probably (laughs) not. But um, I definitely wanted to give these two, these were two really good articles that I wanted to go ahead and give some attention to. So um, the first one, is called Red States Are Exploiting Coronavirus to Ban Abortion, which pretty much says it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was written by Michelle Goldberg, and it was published April 6th of this year, 2020. So, this the year of our Lord, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Fuck <Okay>. 2020. <laughs> yes. So when she says last week and yesterday and things like that, she's referring to April of 2020, okay? Yeah. All right. So... <clears throat> Last week, a 24... So this was right at the beginning of everything shutting down. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. Um, So last week, a 24-year-old woman living in Arlington, Texas, filed a court declaration describing what she's she's gone through since the governor, Greg Abbott, used... This is in Texas? Yeah, the governor of Texas. Since the governor, Greg Abbott, used the coronavirus crisis as a pretext to essentially ban abortions. Ah. It's just going to be a rager, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not funny. Fun. This is <laughs> this is this is going to be a rager. I promise next week it's going to be amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, next week is going to be really fun. Yes. Um <laughs> next week we have a part 2 that's going to be amazing. Not a part 2 to this, a part 2 to something else that's awesome. Mhm. And you'll get some headspace, but not today. So, okay. So, um, today we have to rage a little. Yeah. So, a college student studying to be a teacher, she'd lost her part-time waitressing job around the same time she found out she was pregnant. Because everybody was getting laid off, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She knew without question that she wanted an abortion, but even before Abbott signed the executive order that temporarily outlawed the procedure in the state... She had a hard time finding a clinic that would see her. Oh, that could see her. Sorry. Different word. That could see her. Yeah. Eventually, the woman who opted to remain anonymous was able to make an appointment in Fort, an appointment in Fort Worth on March 20th. Because of social distancing rules, she wasn't able to bring her partner. Oh. Which blows. According to her... De- I've done that by myself before. It's not fun. According to her declaration, after signing in, she had to wait for two hours in her car while protesters waved, her, waved their signs and screamed at her. Of course. <sighs> Once inside, she decided to have a medication abortion, but because of Texas's 24-hour waiting period, she couldn't get the pills that day. The next available appointment was on March 24th. But before she could return, Abbott declared abortion a non-essential procedure that could only be performed during the that could not be performed during the coronavirus pandemic, as, ostensibly. Of course he did because it's fucking Texas. I mm-hmm. I fucking hate Texas. Texas can go fuck <laughs> itself. Secede. I don't give a shit. Bye. <laughs> Secede. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yes. Um, just your government, by the way. Like, <laughs> people in Texas are pretty cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway, Austin and the real estate's beautiful. Um. Ostensibly to s- ostensibly to save personal protective equipment needed by doctors and nurses, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Also, that's kind of a time-sensitive issue. Yeah. <laughs> 
frantic with the women began calling clinics in nearby states. Eventually, she was able to, to make an appointment in Denver. So she had to drive from Texas to Denver. Oh, my God. 780 miles away. At that point, couldn't you just telemedicine and, like, send the medication to a fucking pharmacy near her? I mean, you would think. But no, we have, have to make it issue. as difficult I as went, possible. When I had mine, I went to the clinic... It was all in one day. Mm-hmm. So I went to the clinic, went through everything. They handed me the medication. I paid, and I left. And that was it. I had to go back, uh, I think, two weeks later or something to get to have an ultrasound or something to make sure that everything was cleared out. But that was it. Wow. So it was r- really easy, actually, and lovely. All the people were really nice. Good. And it was very efficient. It was very efficient because, again, it's a time-sensitive issue. The longer you wait, the, the harder me, it is. Too, the longer you, well, and the longer you wait, for me, the 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 more likely of that I would, you know, I could risk infection, mm-hmm. um, and other complications to do with my condition. Yeah. So that was not good. <laughs> that would have not been good. So, um, <clears throat> okay. So this was. Oh shit! That was loud. Did you guys hear that? Oh, was that the did thunder? You hear the thunder? Oh my god! Yeah, I did. Baby, it's okay. It's okay. Mama's here. Oh, he's just drooling everywhere. Poor baby. I've got. My him. god, okay. it's loud. That was really loud. That came out of nowhere, didn't it, buddy? It's okay. We've got it. We've been through worse. All right. <clears throat> So she and her best friend packed food for the 12-hour drive and stayed at an Airbnb. She took the first pill in the clinic and then raced home to take the second medication the next day. Obviously, had this pregnancy not been a factor, I wouldn't be traveling dur- during a pandemic, she said in her declaration. Mm-hmm. Part of the lawsuit, ag- part of a lawsuit against Abbott. She's suing the governor. Good. Um, yeah. While America's attention has been consumed by the coronavirus crisis, politicians who have long wanted to do away with abortion rights have seized their chance. Since the pandemic began, governors in several red states have tried to use it as an excuse to ban abortion, lumping pregnancy termination in with elective procedures like cataract surgery and joint replacements that need to be postponed to save, to save precious medical equipment. Also, just FYI, a medication abortion abortion does not require PPE. Nope. Because you take a pill, you swallow a pill, and then you go home and you administer the other pill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It's not surgical. You don't have to have a mask to hand somebody a pill. Okay. Nope. Um... Abortion, perhaps, needless to say, can't simply be put off until this catastrophe is over. But (laughs) as of this writing, a court has allowed the ban in Texas to go into effect. I feel like we're living the Handmaid's Tale right now. Like, seriously, like, I read this and I'm just like, is it 1950? Is it 1850? What is happening? (laughs) Yeah. 
Authoritarians all over the world have exploited the have exploited the coronavirus to scrap to scrap civil liberty liberties. In Hungary, where democracy has been eroding for years, Viktor Orban used the pandemic to institute rule by decree. So that's not great. Nope. In Jordan and Thailand, leaders have used the pandemic as an excuse for cracking down on the press. Also not good. This is how dictatorships arise, you guys. Prime Minister Benjamin... Oh, I don't know how to say his last name. Mm-hmm. Netanyahu. I know, oh! I got it. Oh, I love that I name. It. I love that name. Okay, but... But he's Prime not Minister great. Benjamin Netanyahu <laughs> of Israel and his allies have frozen the Neset and shut down most courts. Not good. No. Postponing Netanyahu's own arra- arraignment on corruption charges. Oh, of course. American autocrats are no less opportunistic. With the, co- with the country in a panic, they saw an opportunity to suspend the guarantees of Roe v. Wade, at least for the moment, and they took it. Of course they did. Not good. As in the days before Roe, some will now likely turn to DIY abortions. Because that's the thing. They still can't afford to have a baby. Yeah. If you can't, I mean... It's the difference between thousands of doctor's appointments and 18 years of expenses versus a one-time procedure that you pay for. Yeah. Because you're not ready because you're in college studying to be a fucking teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Been there, literally. <laughs> before, Even before cor- the coronavirus, women in Texas, were s- where strict abortion laws have led to widespread clinic closures, had relatively high rates of attempted self-abortion, which is terrible a january study by the texas policy evaluation project at the university of texas at austin found that 6.9 percent of women seeking abortions at clinics first tried to end their pregnancies on their own compared to 2.2 percent nationally that's unacceptable yeah unacceptable and it's that thing again of like yeah you can make it illegal if you want but that's not gonna stop it <clears throat> that's not gonna it's we'll get into a cycle of abuse the mm-hmm. poverty level will get will get worse crime gets worse there's so much more to this issue yeah so much more to this issue doctor oh no <laughs> doctor Bavik? oh no Dr. Bhavik Kumar of Planned Parenthood Gulf Gulf Coast in Houston told me that since the governor's executive order has forced him to turn away women seeking abortions, some have asked if there's anything they can use to terminate their pregnancies themselves. They want to know, he said, about, quote, herbs or vitamins or things that they've researched online. They are desperate not to be pregnant anymore, unquote. Others get on the road, quote, Texas is a restrictive state, so we've always seen patients from Texas, but the number of patients we've seen has dramatically increased, says Dr. Shelley Sela, who performs abortions in Albuquerque, New Mexico. For the first time, she said her clinic is being flooded with women seeking medication abortions, which used to be available in Texas. Quote, we would we would see women who lived on the border between Texas and New Mexico, but now we're seeing patients from Houston driving from Houston for a medical abortion, she said. So they're driving 13 hours for a pill. Jesus Christ. 
So it's all the gas plus the cost of the appointment plus the cost of the medication. Yeah. And the reason most people have abortions, as we talked about before, is because they can't afford to have a child. It's not just, oh, it's unwanted and I don't want to be pregnant. It's, I can't afford a child. And no one helps you. No one helps you. And people look down on you when you can't afford your child and you have food stamps and WIC and all of that stuff. People look down on you. So you're, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. I'm sure there are people saying, well, then don't have sex. But really? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you get off your high, her- high horse if you're, if you're speaking from a church perspective. Because all of those Catholic priests and all of those Catholic people, Catholic cardinals and bishops they all had fucking mistresses and pretended like they were celibate so like let's get off of our hypocritical high horse here yeah fuck the church by the way (laughs) okay don't know but (laughs) (laughs) easy k but um i've been doing some horrific research this whole i know this whole week and it's made me really bitter i'm very i know i understand i know not i know not everyone in the church is bad but also, no, no they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. And it's it's our it's it's our duty to try to live live peacefully amongst each other. That's the beauty of this yeah. country is we all have our freedom of beliefs. But people fuck. That is a fact. Yeah, it's not going to stop. People have been fucking since they've been since they were were created. Yeah, it's not going to stop now. And it never will. So the abstinence-only mindset has got to go out the window, and we have to deal with the, with the actual happenings. Yeah. Instead of an idealized reality that isn't real. Yeah. Okay. Guess what? That's God what wants us there. to have sex. Yeah, He does. He wants us to do that. Read the Bible. That's why he made it feel so nice. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's why it's so much fun. Okay. So. Uh, 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 where was I? I lost my place. Okay, so they're driving 13 hours for a pill. That would be traumatic at the best of times, but these are far from the best of times. Mm -hmm. Governors argue that they're banning abortion to conserve resources for the pandemic, but they're ensuring that more people expose themselves to the coronavirus because they're traveling. Yeah. The twenty-year, the twenty-four-year-old woman who filed the court declaration brought her own sanitizing supplies with her, which she used to wipe down the Airbnb where she stayed. But there's no way to take a long road trip without using public bathrooms and encountering multiple strangers. Exactly. That's why we didn't go to the beach this year. Yeah. Um, quote. I feel like Texas put me and my best friend in danger. She said. Despots. I don't know what that word means. I can look it up. What is a despot? (laughs) Let me find it. A ruler or other person who holds absolute power, typically one who exercises it in a cruel or oppressive way. Nice. Okay. So despots love to pretend they're rolling back rights to save lives. Don't believe them. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of that one. They're actually putting more people at risk. 
<clears throat> Thankfully, our governor did not do this. Yes. And he's taken a lot of shit for it. But you know what? This is what happens. Mm-hmm. This is why, right here. Because it's not, because it's a healthcare thing. It's not, what? Yeah. No, you don't get to get your lip injections this month. That's an elective procedure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get to that get is your hair cut right now. Sorry. Yeah, that is unnecessary and not time sensitive. Goodness gracious. <clears throat> okay. And so now I have a second one. And this one is not great because this one is at the federal level. Great. So this came out just a few weeks ago as we record this. So this came out July 8th, 2020. <clears throat> this one is called uh, Sex Sisters and Dr. Donald. And the subtitle is Who Wants to Trust Their Reproductive Life to Trump? No one. By Gail Collins. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> So let's pretend there was an order of nuns with a particular devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. So much so that they that the order had over the years decided that any human heart was a holy symbol and it was immoral to mess with it. Even if you were a physician doing cardiac surgery. Excuse me. Following their consciences, these nuns banned heart related care from their employees health policies. That affected thousands of workers, many of whom did not share their religious convictions. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. This is so gross for you to listen to. <clears throat> God. Still, the nuns noted, their insurance coverage was generous, except for that one thing. I suspect you know what I'm setting this up for. The Little Sisters of the Poor have won the latest Supreme Court battle over contraception. Good. Uh, really? How, is that good? The justices said they, they had the right to refuse to oh, include sorry. birth control I got in confused. their insurance policies. Nope. Not good. I got really Stupid, confused. in fact. And I honestly think this is one of those things where people are going to be like, what? Like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. It's like when they did the trans, the thing with, when they passed that law that you can refuse, like doctors can refuse medical care to trans people. And then like all these doctors were like, what? Did did we want that? Like no, <laughs> they did not. Doctors care about people, and they want. Them yeah, to- we took an oath, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's against the Hippocratic oath. So, um, it's just one of those things where they're putting all these weird laws on the book to encourage discrimination, and. Why is that something we're trying to do right now? You know? I have a theory, but we won't talk about it here. So, um, anyway. <laughs> I have to know the so theory. The just- oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. The justices said they have the right to refuse to include birth control in their I- insurance policies. Actually, that was always the case. Under Obama-era regulations, the federal government took care of the issue when religious groups had ethical objections. <clears throat> But the nuns didn't want to let the government know they weren't know what they weren't doing. They counted that counted as aiding and abetting the enemy. So they dug in their heels. No paperwork, no passing along information. And the Trump administration was happy to help them with the fight. Of course they were. Have we met the Trump administration? Now, I haven't and I don't want to. 
punch I'll punch them all. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Now, other employers with religious scruples or simply a yen to save money, that's the that's the bad part right there. Because that's why they'll do it. Absolutely. Because it's cheaper. It won't be because they actually don't want people to have birth control. <clears throat> Maybe some of them here and there. I don't know, like Chick-fil-A or something, but yeah. Um, or simply a yen to save money will leap on the bandwagon. An estimated 70,000 to 126 women will lose their current free con contraceptive coverage. That's bullshit. That's a lot of fucking people. You have to admit, you have to admit the, and, and we live in a, and just so everyone knows, we, we don't get choice in our health care. We get what our employer gives us. Yeah. So people who are saying we want to we don't want universal health care because we want to keep our choices are high off their asses. You don't get a choice. It's whatever your, your employer gives you. You don't get to shop around. You don't get to... You, you can't afford it. No yeah. one can afford it unless it's through their employer. You can't afford health insurance by yourself. Nope. Because we live in... A, we also live in a country that doesn't pay a livable wage minimally. Minimum wage is not a, a livable wage. I don't... I didn't make a livable wage at my previous job. I made 20 grand last year. Yeah. I made less than that. <laughs> Like no yeah. one, no one makes the a year before wage that. Anymore. I made less than that. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So you can't pay for it yourself, and you, because you can't afford it, because we also have you know far, profit. We have pharmacy for profit here. Mm -hmm. It's not great, you guys. This is really, really bad. This is really bad, especially for people who'd want to avoid more abortions. Yeah. If you think abortion is wrong, then you have to give people the option to prevent them. We can't have it both ways. Again, it will never be people not fucking. That will never happen. That is an idealized fantasy in people's minds. That, oh, then they'll just, they'll just turn to abstinence. No, they fucking won't. No. <laughs> that is Sorry. incorrect. Sorry. Sex is too fun. And if you don't think that that's true, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're asexual and that's your business. But otherwise, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. Okay. <clears throat> you have to admit the anti-contraception anti forces were brilliant to get the little sisters of the poor as their star in court. It sounds a heck of a lot more sympathetic than the other part of the same, of the same decision. Trump v. Pennsylvania, or almost any other religious institution. When I was growing up, I went to... Okay, so this is the author speaking, not me. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was growing up, I went to St. Anton Antonius? Antoninus? Antoninus. Ant Ant <laughs> I like that. Okay, sure. St. Saint Antoninus Catholic, Church Catholic School. And I'm sure the nuns there would have been happy to lend a hand to the anti-birth control fight. If anyone wanted a case named after a 15th century Arch Archbishop of Florence. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, our life's work and great joy is serving the elderly poor 
And we are so grateful that the contraceptive mandate will no longer steal our attention from our calling, said Mother Lorraine Marie McGuire of the Little Sisters, who can go fuck herself. Okay, Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Go on somewhere. Fuck off, Lorraine. Mm-hmm. You also didn't have to give it any of your attention. Yeah. You know, because, like, not everyone believes the same way you do. We're in a... This is freedom of religion in this country. So you preach what you want to your flock Mm -hmm. and focus on your actual calling here, which is to help poor people who are old and leave all the rest of us the fuck alone. How about that? Mm -hmm. Um, Quote, this is not over, said Alexis McGill Johnson, the head of Planned Parenthood. Well, true that. When it came to reproduction rights, nobody really knew where Donald Trump would would be going as president. During the campaign, he was because he gave conflicting answers through his entire campaign, which is the mark of a liar. And we all should have seen through. Yeah. So during the campaign, he was asked if he would be willing to shut down the government to defund Planned Parenthood. He refused to answer, quote, because I want to show unpredictability, unquote. I'm sorry, this isn't a rom-com? You're the fucking president. <laughs> this is not a rom-com. Yes. <laughs> no! Yes, Trump went with his strong suit. Nobody really knew what his principles were. He was pretty clear on abortion. The religious rights per- position ruled. But once he was elected, birth control services were hit hard, too. The new administration got right into the fray in 2017, announcing it was going to let a much wider range of employers off the hook if they didn't want to cover contraception in their employee in their company health plans. Of course. That was a memorable moment since it came from since it came at <clears throat> sorry. Since it came at about the same time the House of Representatives passed a bill banning late-term abortions. Meanwhile, one of said Bill's co-sponsors announced he was resigning from office after word came that he had urged his lover to terminate his policy, her pregnancy. So fuck huh. that guy. See what I'm saying? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> None of them are actually against it, you guys. No. They're all fucking each other. <laughs> They're all off on their yachts fucking other people and profiting profiting from this debate yep that's what they're doing none of it is based on actual principle so the moral here is that reproduction issues are both very political and very personal the fighting has been going on ever since it's hurt a lot of women who rely on low-cost services supported by government aid Groups like Planned Parenthood refused to cooperate with the Trump rule that prohibited doctors from giving their patients information on abortion availability. Because that's bullshit. Yeah. A lot of nonprofits fell by the wayside. Only about half as many women can now use the federal government's Title X family planning programs. Under Even under much better circumstances, it'd be unnerving to think of entrusting your reproductive future to a president who appears to have about half the medical sophistication of a Barbie doctor doll. (laughs) (laughs) You remember, of course, that this is the guy who claimed that testing had had determined out... all of the American coronavirus cases. 99% were, quote, totally harmless. No. Not true. Half my husband's family is in the hospital with positive COVID-19. Right now. 
My parents' pastor is hospitalized and on, to, and on a ventilator with yeah. COVID-19. It's not fucking harmless. They will not come out of this completely healed. It is not the fucking flu. <sighs> He's never thought this issue through with an eye toward anything but his base. He's only... Yeah. Yep. The bottom line is basically whether women should be able to have sex without risking pregnancy. There are a lot of people, including conservative Catholics and and evangelicals, who say no. There are a lot. Who, there are a lot more who think that it's one of the keys to living a happy and well planned life. Yeah. <clears throat> Feel free to guess which side most of the women in Trump's life have been on. This is a guy who likes being unpredictable himself, but he seems to prefer a certain amount of self control when it comes to his mates. Most Americans believe women should have the right to terminate a pregnancy, at least in the early months, but the whole idea makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. However, the country is, in general, a big fan of contraception. And easy access to birth control is the key for keeping the abortion rate low. Basically, the president and the little sisters have struck a big blow for unwanted pregnancies. Yeah. And people are going to die. And it's really sad. So I that's fun, it isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that fun? No. You hear all these laws and you think, wow, so this is how that weird religious cult took over in The Handmaid's Tale. It's not so far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> not so far-fetched. And it's really fucking scary. So, I don't like it. <sighs> I don't like it either. Maybe they're in the the pocket of big condoms. Yeah. The big condom corporations or whatever. There'll be a big sale on condoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since they're, but whatever. I, I just can't. I can't with it. You you can't have it both ways. You can't ban all contraception and ban abortions. No. During a pandemic. No. Well, do you want a fun story for the end of that? I guess. Okay, you said condoms (laughs) and it reminded me of this. I was at the... Oh, okay. I was at the liquor store yesterday and... um, Okay. I was getting my second bottle of wine because I'm going to be drinking a lot of wine this week. And I'm <laughs> um, like, I get up to the register and I accidentally swipe my mom's card and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just got groceries and uh, uh, like I used my mom's card on accident and canceled it. And he was and the guy working, he's like, you know, I used to work at Rite Aid and this girl or this woman came in and she had $30 worth of rewards and she was going to use oh my them. God. And they were gone and he was like and she was like well that's impossible i know i had 30 dollars." and he was like no it looks like someone used them and he looked it up her daughter had come in and bought 30 dollars worth of condoms with oh her mother's God. rewards and, and she was like well I just hope it wasn't my husband <laughs> and paid for her stuff. Yeah. And left. Yeah. 
<laughs> that oh shit yeah i really hope it was her daughter oh yeah. my god <laughs> oh no yeah oh that poor woman that's so <laughs> funny <laughs> well at least her daughter's being careful yeah however that's smart <laughs> however why are we spending the full 30 dollars on condoms yeah, they expire you don't need to buy them in bulk <laughs> What kind of fancy ass condoms are you spending thirty dollars on? <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, oh, that was good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, let's take <laughs> let's to take a quick it. break. Okay. <laughs> Hi everybody. Hi. So we're back. Um, and now it's your turn. Yeah, <laughs> it is my turn. Um, okay. So, <laughs> and now we're all gonna cry yes <laughs> so i'm gonna give us a quick refresher and i'm gonna talk about what yes <laughs> um Ugh. and i'm gonna talk about the main case that went along with this like i said i would get more into on episode 10 and then we're gonna talk about what he's been charged with and where he is now um so my first article is from the Washington Post. Bless you. Oh, I turned my mic off for that. Sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Ugh. Um, all right. So this is on the Washington Post. It's written by Sarah Cliff. And the title is The Gosnell Case. Here's what you need to know. And this was published April 15th, 2013. So this has been seven years now over that which is crazy wow yeah all right so when i described the case of abortion provider kermit gosnell on twitter last month as a local crime story i was clearly wrong the egregious and horrifying crimes committed in the physician's west philadelphia abortion clinic have become a matter of national attention the gosnell case stretches back decades here's what you need to know who is Kermit Gosnell? Kermit Gosnell is a doctor who, since 1979, has run an abortion clinic called the Women's Medical Society in West Philadelphia. He is not... And is no relation to Kermit the Frog. No. <laughs> None. <laughs> he's a horrible monster. Yes, he's the worst. Um, he is not... According to a grand jury report published in 2011, an obstetrician or gynecologist. Forty years ago, he started but failed to complete a residency in obst obstetrics and gynecology, the grand jury found. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. What happened at his abortion clinic? The grand jury report is full of horrific and gruesome details about the clinic, which I went over in our last episode. Yes, refer back. Yes. <laughs> We're not talking about them again, I hope. No, we are not. Okay. Oh, <laughs> this, it haunts me to this day. It's it's truly horrifying. Yeah. Guys. It was literally called a house of horrors. Like, that's how bad it was. And for good reason. Yeah. Um, Ugh. The grand jury report is full of horrific and gruesome details, blah, 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 about the clinic that Gosnell ran for more than three decades. Patients were neglected, providers were not certified, and cats were allowed to roam and defecate in the clinic. 
that's disgusting yep why like like why <laughs> like what there should not be a cat in an why abortion clinic cats? yeah The walls. So this dude has a fake medical license, and he's just like, "Fuck it, I'll do what I want, and I'll have like seven cats roaming around." Yeah, like no effort to even appear legit. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the walls appeared to be urine splattered. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office found when it inspected the clinic in August 2010, months after it had closed that February. The procedure tables were old, and one had a ripped plastic cover. Section tubing, which was used for abortion procedures, and doubled as the only available section source for resuscitation, was corroded. Oh my god. Pennsylvania law bars abortions after 24 weeks gestation, at which, a, at which point a fetus is considered to be likely viable outside the womb. Gosnell performed multiple abortions at 24.5 weeks, and the grand jury report found that many of those procedures underestimated the period of gestation. One Gosnell... Gestation. Gestation, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One Gosnell employee estimated that about 40% of the clinic's abortions occurred after 24 weeks. Gosnell, the grand jury found, killed the babies born alive in his clinic. Oh my god! Yep. You said we weren't going over it again. I'm sorry. Um, uh, this is... I'm going to sue you for false... Re- <laughs> for false... Whatever the fuck. I don't know. We're not false g- pretenses. <laughs> we're not going through the horrible <laughs> details again. This is just what happened. These are horrible details! <laughs> They're not as bad as the last ones. Um, oh my god, sorry. Quick sidebar. Uh-huh. I just reordered Hamlet's calming treats. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> it says toys recommended for you, and there's a Barbie beekeeper playset. Oh. Because <laughs> we have bees. Oh, I love it. Oh. Whoo. <laughs> that was funny. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Had to share and break the tension. Yes. All right. <laughs> Continue with this horrible, horrible horrible person okay gosnell had a simple solution for the unwanted babies he delivered he killed them the report said he didn't call it that he called it ensuring fetal demise oh my god how did this happen this is one of the questions that the grand jury seems to have grappled with how did gosnell run a non-compliant clinic for three decades much yes (laughs) Much can be attributed to an egregious lapse in regulatory oversight, the report said. The Pennsylvania Department of Health has records as far back as the 1980s documenting Gosnell's dangerous practices, the grand jury found. Oh my god. For decades, Gosnell did not staff his facility with licensed or qualified employees. He never properly monitored women under sedation. He botched surgeries and then failed to summon emergency help when it was needed. Oh, my God. Because then he would be found out. Yep. Fucking lunatic. Yep. When the clinic was first inspected in 1979, it had a medical director on staff who was a certified obstetrician slash gynecologist. Uh, 
The certificate for approval after that inspection expired in December 1980, but the next documented site review was not conducted until August 1989. Oh my god, that's too long! Yeah. That's too long. Too long. By then... Unacceptable. Mm Mm-hmm. By then, Gosnell was the only doctor affiliated with the clinic. At that investigation, the state health department noted several violations of Pennsylvania abortion regulations, but based on mere promises to improve documentation and filing, granted the clinic approval for another 12 months. There was a What? S- mhm. There was a sim- another 12 months. No, it's clean up your act. We'll be act and we'll be back in like 4 weeks or something. Yeah. What? It was this bad. Mhm. And they were like, okay, just, like, clean it up, and we'll be back in, like, a year. Yeah, because we don't care about women. Just, not to kill anybody. We don't care about women in this country. That's what happened. Um, There was a similar investigation in 1993 with no result. There were no... Results? Mm -hmm. What the fuck does that even mean? We came, had coffee, and I left? Like, what? Yep. Basically. Ugh. There were no inspections of the clinic over the next 16 years. The health department... That's insane! Mm -hmm. That's insane. That would not happen anywhere. How... He was paying people off. He had to have been paying people off. Uh, Well, he was... There's no fucking way. He was making millions, and he was cutting costs at every chance that he could. He had to... Yes, he had to have been paying people off. Mm -hmm. And fuck those people who took that money. Yeah. Uh, the health department received multiple complaints about the clinic, including one from There's a... There's no proof, by the way. Sorry, I have no proof of that. That's purely my own rantings, but it completely makes sense. Because mm-hmm. there is no way... Cl- healthcare clinics are federally inspected. Yeah. They have to meet standards, just like restaurants, for fuck's sake. You have to pass a health code. Mm-hmm. Like, you... No. 16 years? No. No. That's a regular thing that happens, like, every year, I'm fairly certain. Maybe multiple times a year. I don't know, because I've never worked at a doctor's office or at a restaurant. Yeah. But I know that it's very regular. That, oh, uh, there, so, therefore, I'm saying there's no way that money exchange didn't exchange hands. Yeah. He was absolutely paying someone off. Oh, yeah. Um... The health department received multiple complaints about the clinic, including one from a doctor who said that his patients were becoming infected with sexually transmitted diseases at Gosnell's clinic when they had abortions there. Okay, that's insane. Was he fucking them on the table? I don't remember. Well, I think it's probably because they were using bloodstained... Things weren't sterile. Yeah, and they were also covering women with bloodstained blankets that weren't being washed between patients. Yeah, okay, so that's what's happening. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so they weren't sterilizing things and they weren't using sterile, like, blankets and shit. Nope. Okay, that's right. The 2009... Which is disgusting, yeah. by the way. That's <laughs> so disgusting. Yep. The 2009 clinic death of 41-year-old Karamaya Mongar, uh, Karnamaya Mongar, and we're getting more into her case here in a minute, um, a Nepalese refugee who had recently arrived in the United States, did not trigger an investigation either. Mongar died... No, of course it didn't, no. because she's a woman of color. Yeah. And a refugee. Mm-hmm. 
Mongar died while undergoing an abortion by Gosnell. We also do not understand how a report of this magnitude was not at least added to Gosnell's file at the State Department of Health, the report says. It suggests to us that there may have been many more complaints that were never turned over to the grand jury. Absolutely, that's exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. Because this dude sucks. Yeah. And because other people in power are covering their asses because they took handouts. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm just saying. So, how did an investigation into Gosnell's practice begin? Because if someone dying on your operating table isn't enough, what is? Authorities began investigating the clinic over suspicions of illegal drug prescription activity. Because that's what it fucking takes. Um, oh my god. A detective with the district attorney's office... They got involved because of the fucking DEA? Mm-hmm. Ugh, can't. A detective with the district attorney's office then became aware of Car- I'm, Carnamaya I'm say again. death. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna say again that I'm really mad that I'm having to go through this sober. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're never gonna bring it up again, I promise. I know, I'm just, I'm just reiterating. <laughs> um, the FBI... My tea is helping, though. Good. <laughs> the FBI and the Pennsylvania Department of Health raided Gosnell's clinic on February 18th, 2010. What they found inside was described by those on the raid as filthy and disgusting. There was blood on the floor. A stench of urine filled the air. A flea-infested cat was wandering through the facility, and there were cat feces on the stairs. Semi-conscious women scheduled for abortions were moaning in the waiting room or the recovery room, where they sat on dirty recliners covered with blood-stained blankets. Oh my god. Four days after the raid, Gosnell's medical license was suspended. On March 12th, 2010. What medical license? I thought he didn't get one. Oh, he didn't. But he apparently... Again, I think he paid someone to get papers. Oh, my God. On March 12th, 2010, the State Department of Health filed papers to begin the process of shutting down the clinic. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office submitted the case to the grand jury on May 4th, 2010. On March 18th, 2013, Gosnell's trial began. Were his actions criminal? Yes. Yes. (laughs) On May 13th. Yes, they fucking were. Yes. Yes, open, shut, guilty, bye. (laughs) Yes. Let's all go to lunch. Goodness (laughs) gracious. On May 13th, after 10 days of deliberations, a jury found Gosnell guilty on- It took 10 days? It took 10 days. That's insane. Yep. That's... I want to speak to these people. These people are... Oh, my God. What? (laughs) I know it's stressful to be on a jury, but how... What the fuck? Yeah. It took you 10 days? You didn't take just the first photo? Yep. Like, all right, hey, he's guilty. We all agree? All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um... Mm. I'm angry. I know. At least they said guilty. Um, 
The jury also found him guilty of involuntary... Whoa, sorry. Missed a, missed a part. Um, <laughs> so after 10 days of deliberations, a jury found Gosnell guilty on three of four charges of murder of babies born in his clinic. The jury also found him guilty of involuntary manslaughter in the case of Mongar's death, which it was murder is what it was. We're going to get into it. Well, but... Well, yeah... That's that's hazy. Mm-hmm. That's hazy. I'm sure he didn't intend to kill her. No, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into oh, it. Oh shit. Why? Like- okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um. Damn. Because you know, I mean, I mean, people die in surgery all the time, but all, uh, but also there's all these other factors of the fact that nothing was sanitary. Yeah, and, and he made no effort to make it so, and yeah, and okay. he didn't call emergency services when he needed to. Okay. So, so it was not okay. involuntary manslaughter. It was murder. It was sounds more more second degree. Yeah. Uh, the trial Ugh. now moves into a sentencing phase. But uh, that's just so hazy because manslaughter. It's so much to do with like intent, and intent is so hairy. Okay, well, just oh my god, just wait Ugh. until I tell you what exactly happened with that, and then we okay. can debate that. Because okay. I think it was and then murder. We'll debate it. Okay. Like, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Brady Dennis reports from the courtroom to decide whether Gosnell should receive the death penalty or face life in prison. Um, and we'll talk about what he was sentenced to as well. Um, could certain policies have prevented the tragedies that occurred in Gosnell's clinic? Both abortion rights supporters and opponents have used the Gosnell yes. case to push their policy agendas. Abortion rights opponents contend that Gosnell makes the case for stronger clinic regulation, such as a new Virginia law that requires abortion clinics to comply with strict hospital-style building codes. See, but that's also... There's birthing centers that don't have to adhere to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's almost like swinging the other direction. Yeah. In a way. Like, that sounds great, like, on paper, until you look at the details, and you see that they don't even require birthing centers to do that. So why would you need that in an abortion clinic? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great that they care. Yeah. I will say that. Since Kermit Gosnell's House of Horrors clinic was discovered in 2010, Susan B. Anthony List President Marjorie Dannenfelser said in a statement. Sure. Um... Several states have enacted measures to ensure women going into abortion facilities are treated with basic dignity and respect. Abortion rights supporters, however, say that the Gosnell case proves that women should have easier access to abortion so that they don't have to seek care from an unqualified provider. True. This is exactly what happens when you place undue restrictions and you try to shame women to keep them from exercising their constitutional right to safe and legal abortions. Um, mm-hmm. Narrow pro-choice America president Elise Hogue told the Huffington Post, you make them victims to people like Gosnell because in their desperation they'll turn anywhere. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office made its own set of recommendations beginning on page 247 of the grand jury report. Most notably, it included a proposal endorsed by abortion rights opponents to regulate abortion clinics as ambulatory surgical centers. Pennsylvania passed such a law last year, which took effect in June. 
Since then, five abortion clinics in the state have closed, although it's unclear how much of a role the new law played in those decisions. Which is not great. Mm. But... No. But they're right. Yeah. Women who are desperate will go anywhere. Yeah. They'll even drive 780 miles mm-hmm. to Denver <laughs> during a pandemic. Yeah. So For a pill. Mm-hmm. Well, two pills. But a, come on. Yeah. So I'm going to talk... Uh, for a minute about the person who administered the Demerol to Karnamaya Mangar. Um, so this is from NBC Philadelphia, and it was written by Karen Arazia and Imad Khalil. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was also, it was published April 9th, 2013, so it was before Gosnell was sentenced to anything. Um, So, Linda Williams is the latest former employee to testify against Dr. Kermit Gosnell in the House of Horrors abortion trial. Uh, And this is the woman who administered her medication. So, Mm -hmm. Williams, a soft-spoken 44-year-old woman, has already pleaded guilty to third-degree murder and conspiracy. She told jurors... Oh, shit. Yeah. She told jurors she was being treated by Gosnell for bipolar disorder and had worked at his medical clinic in Wilmington, Delaware, before starting work. Oh, okay, wait a second. What? Mm-hmm. She was being treated by the fake gynecologist for bipolar disorder. Yep. And, uh, and she... I don't... Yeah. And she had worked at his medical clinic in Wilmington, Delaware, before starting work in 2008 at his West Philadelphia practice, the woman's medical clinic. Um, I mean, I guess I would be wasting my breath to say that this is so unethical. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm about uh. to make it so much worse. I'm so excited for you to tell me everything. <laughs> Within, <laughs> it's so much worse than this. Yeah. Within eight, so he's taking advantage of and exploiting people. Oh, with mental health problems too. Mm-hmm. And she only had an eighth grade education, and a phlebotomy. Are we sure he's not the devil incarnate? <laughs> no. He is. Because he sounds like the devil himself. Yep. So, with an 8th grade education and a phlebotomy certification for drawing blood, that's all she has, by the way. William said... No. (laughs) William said she trained for a matter of days before she began performing ultrasounds. No. Her work evolved... No. ...to administering medication (laughs) intravenously or through an IV. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mongar, a 41-year-old immigrant, was 19 weeks pregnant when she came in for her abortion on November 19, 2009. Before the procedure, Williams gave Mongar one pill of Cytotec, a drug used to induce labor. Williams also assisted in administering local anesthesia. When Mongar complained of pain, William said she called Gosnell, who told her to administer a second round. 
Mongar's pain did not subside, but turned severe, according oh to Williams. Oh, my God. hmm This poor woman. Yep. She te- oh, my God. She testified that she was afraid to call Gosnell a second time, so she gave the patient more anesthesia, but only half the amount she'd given the other two times. Williams said when she did relent and consult the doctor again, he told her to give Mongar more anesthesia. That's not how anesthesia works. Nope. After the fourth dose of anesthesia, William said... Also, I don't think anyone even uses Demerol anymore. No. He only used it because it was cheap. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so... Her skin was turning gray and slowed... And it slowed her breathing. And Gosnell continued... Oh, my God. He continued to perform the abortion. And once the procedure was over, like, after he was done doing shit he wasn't supposed to be doing, he started CPR on her and told Williams to call 911. And he could not revive her because his defibrillator was broken. What? Uh Uh-huh. He... What? How are you doing surgery without a functioning defibrillator, you fucking asshole? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, so You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I know that I usually, like, you know where I am on the death penalty. Fucking kill this guy. Yep. Fucking kill him. Yep. So. Or throw him in gin pop. <laughs> and that works, too. Yeah, I'm I'm good with prison justice, too. <laughs> so clinic staff hooked up i'm like really down for prison justice <laughs> <laughs> me too um clinic staff hooked up machinery and rearranged her body to make it look like they had been in the midst of a routine safe abortion procedure and it took wow it took at least 20 minutes for paramedics to get out of the building because the back door was padlocked and no one had the key okay yeah uh, you're right he, it's murder you're yeah. right um, at the age he of... He covered it the fuck up! Yep. At the age of 41... That's not manslaughter anymore. No. At the age of 41, Karnamaya Mangar had survived nearly 20 years in a refugee camp in Nepal. What she was unable to survive was a visit to an American abortion clinic. And if that doesn't tell you where we are in healthcare, I don't know what does. Yeah. Yep. Um... So, William said after Mongar's death, Gosnell reassured her that she had done nothing wrong. Which, I mean... I don't even know where I am on that. Because... She was following orders. Yeah. But I feel like, in her gut, she probably knew better. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, obviously, she didn't have the education to be doing what she was doing. No. That's 100% true. And she was complicit in that. Mm-hmm. She knew that, and she was complicit in that. I'm sure she was happy to have a job and healthy, th- happy that this dude was signing all of her prescriptions. Yeah. But at some point, you're responsible for your actions, honey. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, I mean, just she had to have known intuitively that this was not right. Yeah. And this was not her first time, for fuck's sake. They was doing all kinds of shit with her. She was complicit in all kinds of shit besides this woman's death. Oh, yeah. So, you you can't tell me that you thought that he was a good dude. (laughs) No. When you are working in a human litter box. Yeah. So, let's talk about the criminal charges. 
of everybody. I'm very, I, I will say this, mm-hmm. I, I will give her credit for, for pleading guilty because yes. Yeah. Um, so in 2011, Gosnell and various co-defendant employees were charged with eight counts of murder, 24 felony counts of performing illegal, illegal abortions, and 227 misdemeanor counts of violating the 24-hour informed consent law. The murder charges related to an adult patient, Mongar, who died following an abortion procedure, and seven newborns said to have been killed by having their spinal cords severed. Um, Oh my god! Yeah, he's the fucking worst. Um, In May 2013, Gosnell was convicted of first-degree murder in the deaths of three of the infants and involuntary manslaughter in the death of Mongar. He was also convicted of 21 felony counts of illegal late-term abortion and 211 counts of violating the 24-hour informed consent law. After his conviction, Gosnell waived his right to appeal in exchange for an agreement by prosecutors not to seek the death penalty. He was sentenced to three terms of life in prison without the possibility of parole. And he is... Good. Yeah, he is still in custody at SEI Huntington. Um... Good. Fuck that guy. Let him rot. Yep. Pearl Gosnell. His Let him rot, and I hope he gets his ass kicked on a regular basis. Yeah. I hope he's been shivved, and I hope that no one gave him the proper pain medicine. Yep. Just fuck him. Yeah. Um, Kermit's or Pearl Gosnell, Kermit's wife, was charged with an abortion or with abortion at twenty-four or more weeks. A conspiracy and participating in a corrupt organization. She pleaded guilty to these yep. charges on December 13th, 2011. Pearl Gosnell was sentenced to 7 to 23 months in prison. Stephen Massif and Eileen O'Neill, both medical students without proper licensing to be doctors in Pennsylvania, Gosnell presented... What? Mm-hmm. Gosnell presented these employees as physicians and billed insurance companies more on this allegation. All three are charged with theft by deception for these acts. Um, Stephen, um, part of that group, a medical school graduate who lacked a license, pleaded guilty in November 2011 to two counts of third-degree murder for the deaths of two babies who had been born alive. And oh finally, Karima Cross. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, Karima Cross, who testified at at the state trial she had seen at least 10 babies breathe after being aborted, who were then killed, pleaded guilty to federal drug charges over improper distribution of pain medicine from Gosnell's clinic. And (sighs) at least they've all been put away. (laughs) Um... And we can rest in peace knowing that he's getting what he deserves. Yes. Thank God. Um, Fuck that guy. Lin- oh, Lord. Linda Williams uh, was convicted of two counts of third degree murder and sentenced to five to ten years for her crimes. Um, And there's Ugh. just a whole list of more people. More that, people that were complicit in this. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Can I lighten it up for just a second? Yes. Are you finished? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. I've been scrolling through Instagram because my Instagram is full of puppies. Uh Uh-huh. And there 
I can't, I follow Chewy.com mm-hmm. because that's where I get Hammy's food. So I, I like to know when there's like sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's the most adorable picture. Oh. Of a box of toys, of, of puppy toys. They're all stuffed animal toys. And there's this little corgi. Oh, yes. Just I his saw head it. popping out of the toys. <laughs> and he's the cutest. <laughs> and it says, don't be suspicious. Yes. <laughs> Sweet boy. And it just made my heart feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> because this was terrible. Yep. You did a great job. That's oh, not thanks. what I'm saying. <laughs> this was, you did a great job. But but this was terrible. Yeah. That man oh. is a horrible monster. Yes. It was the worst. And the people that helped him. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you don't have the degree, you don't get to do the medicine. No. You don't get to do the thing. (laughs) That's how the world works. That's how civilization works. Exactly. People trust you with that shit, and you don't know what you're doing. And, like, one of the articles was saying that, like, these women were turning to him because, like, even though it was unsafe, it was their option but at the same time they didn't know that he didn't have a license exactly i mean like if i walked in and saw that there was like cat shit everywhere i would be like okay like red flag yeah but also if that's your only option what the fuck are you gonna do yeah you know Mm-hmm. oh lord above um but all the sentencing uh, facts I got from Wikipedia. Um, that was just the most concise way I could get yeah. them. Um, so, yeah, if you all want more information, there is a movie. I don't recommend watching it. It's got Dean Cain in it, and he can go fuck himself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Dean Cain play the bad guy? <laughs> no, he's white. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, that would have been perfect because it would have been typecasting, right? Yes. Isn't he a rapist? Yes, he is. Okay. That's what I thought. Ugh. You know how I knew that? How? From John Mulaney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know anything about Dean Gain. I just know he has a joke. <laughs> Uh oh lord. All right. Are we ready for a game? Yes, we are. Okay. Great. Oh, Great. I didn't realize he was right. Oh shit. What? I didn't realize he was Superman for a time. Or Who? in Supergirl, Dean Kane. I'm looking at uh, looking him up cuz I'm figuring out Oh. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened. I think he's a rapist, but I also don't know. Like like I think I think that was it, but I think there's more to it. He's canceled, right? Yeah. Like, I think there was more to it. Um, like, I think he was just, like, one of the worst. <laughs> he was just a bad. He just was the worst. He has appeared in oh, 16 goodness. Christmas movies. Ew, like Hallmark movies? Yeah. Okay, well, we don't need to waste time on him. No. Okay, so, um... <laughs> All right, so this is our game by Drunk, Stoned, or Stupid called If You Had To. Um, I don't know whose turn it is. It's yours. 
Is it my turn? Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So, um, I will go first. So, if you had to... <laughs> so, it's basically would you rather. So, um, all your exes are moving in with you. I would rather die. Um, Continue. Or eat an entire tub of Pillsbury Creamy Supreme Buttercream Frosting every morning. I would pick that one. Deal. Deal. If calories are not a factor, deal. Yep. <laughs> no, do not move also, in with me. Also, you could me. throw it up. Like, yeah. Also, you could throw it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> I would I'm take, allowing that rule. Yeah. I would take that I and would throwing die. up every day other than yep. living with all of my exes. Fuck that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Mine stretched back to middle school, so no. <laughs> Mine thankfully no, no. only stretched back to like, well, I didn't have very uh, well, many boyfriends. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have very many boyfriends, but I, like I had one when I was in middle school, and then I had maybe three See? when I was in high school. So, so there, yes. So we're in the same boat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they go all the way back to middle school. Why are you disagreeing with me? Uh, no, I didn't. Stop I, it. I forgot, kind of. I kind of forgot. That doesn't mean serious boyfriends <laughs> or partners, I should say. Oh, Lord above. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. We know this was a bit of a rough one. Um, Anything that's bringing you joy that you want to plug real quick? You've made some pretty legendary protein shakes. Yes, I have. I have made beautiful protein shakes. One of them... And they're pink uh, I made and it, beautiful. Yeah. I made <laughs> I made one before we recorded, and, like, my blender apparently wasn't screwed together all the way, and some of it fell on the floor, which oh, was no. fun. But <laughs> I still got a lot of it. Um, so I've been, I've been using, uh, like these great value brand frozen mixed berries i do a cup of those a cup of milk two scoops of vanilla protein powder and banana split um skinny syrup flavor Ooh, yeah look at you miss fancy mm-hmm. it's so good oh my goodness and they wow they tied me over for a very long time they're really good yeah josh got some really good protein powder that i should I should throw in in my smoothies. It it does taste like vanilla, like vanilla batter, like vanilla yeah. cake batter, kind of. Yeah, Mama and I've been getting whey isolate protein, and um, mm-hmm. there's actually like a guide. Not on the an back. ad. We don't make money from anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but there's a guide on the back of the container, and like it it shows how much kids should have, how much women should have, how much men should have, and how much pregnant women should oh. have. So, yeah. Hey. And it was like, I need protein. Yeah. It was like 24 bucks for this huge thing of it at Walmart. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. Highly recommend. Very, very nice. Yeah. We've been making protein bites with it too. And yeah. Oh, sounds great. Mm -hmm. Um, My joy is the knowledge that I won't be pregnant for much longer. <laughs> and you, you cut out for a minute there. And hope, so. Oh, sorry. I said that my joy is that I won't be pregnant for much longer. Yeah. And that I will now have help getting my house 
in order <laughs> because I cannot help my husband rearrange furniture. So thankfully my mother yeah. and father are going to come down and help us. And <laughs> I'm excited to get that done so that I can just focus on like nesting and relaxing and yeah you know what I'm saying I can stop stressing about that and just focus on like being excited so yeah that'll be a relief (laughs) I can't believe we're gonna meet baby law soon Smith well baby Smith yeah (laughs) oh goodness I'm really really excited so um yeah all right well thank you guys so much for listening please 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 be safe and pray to whatever you believe in that my husband's family is able to pull through yeah. to pull through this because this is literally everyone except for his cousin on his mom's side of the family that we have that are in danger currently and it'll be his entire mom's fam like his whole his whole a whole half of his family tree will be gone um that and that's too much tragedy to bear um, considering we buried his mom three years ago and just buried his grandmother, her mother, um, back in November. So yeah. it's, it's, it's too much and it's real and please wear a mask. Please take it seriously. And I know I don't have to tell you guys that, but still, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, definitely remember you are not a monster. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at TalkCricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.